When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the My Gastric Sleeve Podcast with your host, Nima Karazi. Nima is just a regular guy who had the gastric sleeve surgery, and this is his story. He is not a doctor. This podcast is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have medical questions, ask your doctor. Now let's get into it. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. My name is Nima Karazi, and this is my journey. So I really wanted to record the day of my surgery, the day I came home, but I was so out of it and I was so doped up on anti-nausea medicine and still probably a little in and out with regards to anesthesia that I was in no shape to record. And then the next couple of days I was in an extreme amount of pain in my neck and then now I'm feeling much better. So today is officially... Day four, um, if you count the surgery as day one. However, the way they do it, this is day three. So your surgery is actually day zero. The first day you wake up in your own bed, in your own apartment, having slept there the night before, that is day one. I got to the surgery at 5.30 in the morning. My lovely wife, Michelle, dropped me off. It was wonderful. We had lots of kisses and goodbyes and everything's going to be fine. And then I went on, went upstairs, checked in got to my bed, and did all the things I had to do. Closer to about 7 o'clock, so about a half hour before my surgery started, was when everything started speeding up intensely. Uh, There was a a main nurse next to me. Uh, We'll call her Nurse A, because she was the first nurse that came in. She came in, and she started trying to do a pick on the back of my left hand. Then she tried to pick the inside of my right forearm. So first she tried to pick the back of my left hand. Then she tried to pick my left forearm. Then she tried to pick my right forearm. And then finally called Nurse B over to pick the back of my right hand with a baby pick. Literally what they called it was get the baby pick because his veins are terrible. And my veins are terrible. In her defense, my veins suck. I don't drink nearly enough water and I have terrible veins, but I always liken it to this in that I get blood drawn all the time. And when I go to the nurse and I have them, uh, the phlebotomist or whoever is drawing my blood and I have them do it, I tell them, I say, you should use a butterfly needle because the vein is very small. Also only the right arm and the one green vein that you can see on the surface of my skin, that's the one to go for. Don't try to be a hero and just, you know, hit it at a 45 degree angle. I hear that's what helps. I don't even know what that means, but just do it. And they almost always get it on the first attempt. And if not, then a hundred percent by the second attempt. So I have learned how to guide people. And this being my first surgery, I wasn't prepared to guide anybody. I was looking more to be guided along the way. And I didn't have someone there for me. So nurse A is putting things on my fingertips, 
to make sure that I have enough oxygen level and checking my blood pressure. Nurse B is putting that baby pick in the back of my right hand. Nurse C is putting uh, these leg compression things for my lymphedema on my right and left calves. So basically between my knees and my ankles. And so she's working on that. And uh, in the midst of all this, the anesthetist comes in and says, can you take your mask off, open your mouth, tilt your head back as far as you can. Okay, put your mask back on and I need to talk to you. And I said, okay, no problem. And we started talking and she said, your neck is thick and short. So the problem is when we go to put the breathing tube in you to make sure that you can breathe throughout the surgery, it might not work correctly and we might have to wake you up. Now, this is my first surgery. This is my first intubation. I don't know what wake you up means except for wake you up out of your sleep. So I said, what do you mean wake me up? And she said, well, if it, if it doesn't work, if we can't do it that way, then we need to wake you up and then put a throat numbing concoction and then feed the tube again, which again, very frightening. So I'm thinking what, like in the surgery room, in the OR, you're going to do this? Or are you going to have to wheel me back out? Or like what all these different scenarios are running through my mind. And then finally, I decided, you know, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to ask for clarification. And I said, what's the worst case scenario? She goes, the worst case scenario is this doesn't work. We wake you up. That doesn't work. And then we have to reschedule. And I said, well, I definitely don't want to be rescheduled. I need to have the surgery today. I've heard a lot of rumors that these bariatric surgeries are going to be stopped or paused for like three weeks. I, I don't want to have to deal with this for another three weeks. So please, please just make sure this happens. She said she'd do her best. And then she left. And then the surgeon was coming by. So between nurse A, B, and C... And the anesthetist, and then the surgeon walks by, hey, Mima, how you doing? Good to see you in person. I'm so happy to do the surgery for you in about five minutes. I'll see you in the OR. Bye. And then he takes off. And I'm like, oh, that's it? I had like 20 questions for him alone on all kinds of different, what pills can I take? What pills can't I take? And I know it's all in the paperwork post, but I don't know what all is going to be included in that paperwork. So... I decide I'm just going to relax. I'm just going to let it go. It's going to be fine. If I have any questions, I can ask later. I can clarify. I can figure it out. And I relax. And I don't remember falling asleep. And I don't really remember waking up. I just kind of remember closing my eyes and opening my eyes. And being in the same bed in a similar room. I was in a different room, but in a similar room. It didn't look different to me. So I knew I had a sore throat. And I knew that I had some... Uh, pain in my stomach area. So I was like, okay, the surgery's done. That's fine. I figured that much out. <laughs> and then I was kind of dozing, coming in and out of consciousness, kind of like dozing off and waking back up, dozing off, waking back up. And then all of a sudden, like a snap, like uh, just a something like that. It just snapped me right awake. And I was more awake and more alert than I've been in a very long time. I was totally aware and conscious and present. And I told the nurse, I want to go for a, a walk. Everyone keeps saying, you got to walk, walk, walk. I want to walk. So she said, great, 
go ahead. Let's go. We'll go together. You climb down off the bed and we'll go for a little five minute stroll. So we walked for five minutes, came back, and I felt immediately like I had to throw up. I felt so nauseous. And I said, well, that's, I think that's enough. I don't, I don't think I could do anything more than that. And she said, this is common. It's going to happen. It's, this is basically the anesthesia that's leaving your body. So you're okay. And I said, all right, thank you so much. Laid back in bed. And then it was time to leave. They wheeled me out in a wheelchair, got all my clothes on. Everything was fine got me in the car and I went home. And then at home, I was kind of in and out, you know, a little tired, sleeping, snoring on the chair, uh, relaxed, drinking a little bit of water, but not really drinking too much and um, having a little bit of the isopure, not having too much of it, um, just spoonfuls to kind of settle my stomach a little. So I went to bed that night feeling fine. Uh, My throat hurt a little um, and my stomach hurt a little, but the rest of me was fine. And I woke up the next day and I had this insane neck pain. I mean, there's like super pain, like in all caps. And that's just like, where are the pliers? I need to pull this tooth out. Like that's all caps super pain. And then there's there's like lowercase super pain, which is like, it's not as, it's not as bad. You don't want to pull your tooth out, but it's, you're in a lot of pain. That's where I was at. I was one step below all capitals, super pain. So I'm in this pain in my neck. I can barely move my neck and my back hurts and my stomach hurts and my chest hurts and I'm belching and I'm farting and I'm sorry that I have to share all this with you, but this is what it is. And so I decided to just do one lap. We live on the third floor in this apartment complex and there's like a, just a full lap around the third floor. So I just did a one lap, three minutes, came back in, sat down, drank some isopure throughout the day, drank some water throughout the day, uh, drank some vegetable broth throughout the day, slowly, slowly, um, but my neck was still killing me and it hurt so bad. And every time I would get up out of the chair, it would hurt. Every time I got out of bed, it hurt. Um, And not only did my neck hurt, but my back hurt and my stomach hurt. It got to a point where I was getting a little anxious before I would even sit to relax, before I could sit in my new chair To relax, my first thought was, man, when I have to get up out of this chair, it's going to be really painful and it's going to suck. I'm hurting myself more mentally by doing that. And I had to kind of have like a, a different moment with myself and remind myself. I had to basically remind myself that this is for the best. I needed this to happen. This is going to be fine. And I need to walk more. I need to drink more water. I need to heal my body. And that's what is going to happen. But there's a big part of me that felt like I was trapped in my own body. And I really wanted to relax, but I couldn't seem to really get there. And so I walked uh, a little bit more uh, on on the first day, on Friday. And that helped a little bit. And then on Saturday when I woke up... The, the neck pain was still pretty significant. So then we started doing a warm um, electric blanket wrapped in towels and putting that on my neck every 20 minutes and then off 20 minutes, putting an ice pack on my neck for 20 minutes and then off for 20 minutes. And then 
trying to drink my liquids and trying to get my protein and not doing a great job of that. But then my wife started rubbing my neck and giving me neck massages. And then at night before I went to bed, she gave me another neck massage. And then I woke up this morning and we're here day three, Sunday. I'll be honest with you. My neck pain is probably at 5% of what it was. If that, if that, it's insane. I feel so good right now. Like if two days ago, me could hear me now. Two days ago, we would be like, oh man, we got this. No worries. But this is like, this is a different game altogether. This is fantastic. No stomach pain, hardly any neck pain. I slept eight hours last night. I took off my anti-nausea patch. Uh, I went for my first 10-minute walk. I started doing three 10-minute walks throughout the day. So I get 30 minutes of walking in and it helps make sure I don't get blood clots and make sure... I stay healthy and I get the gas to move around. And so I felt healthy enough to record this uh, today. And there's one more thing I wanted to add to this. And I'm not sure where exactly I'm going to place this in the recording. But one time a few years ago, I had gone to a chili cook-off. And I thought to myself, I like chili. I will enjoy this cook-off. And I went there. And I got like 10 tickets for 10 bowls of chili. And I went to get the first bowl of chili. And I tried it. And my first thought was, that's right, I like chili. The second bowl of chili, I was like, oh, it's a little too watery. The third bowl, I'm like, there's too many beans in it. The fourth bowl, there's not enough meat in it. The fifth bowl, this is turkey, I like beef. By the 10th bowl of chili, I was a chili expert. I was the master of chili. I could have judged chili for the rest of my life. I was the king of chili. Now, the reason I say that is this. I get my blood drawn all the time and I have to remind them, use a 45 degree angle, use a butterfly needle. You have to go with the right forearm vein, the green one that you can see. Don't be a hero. I believe in you. Let's do this. Knowing what I know now, if I had to go into surgery again, and God willing, I don't have to, but if I had to, I think my actions would be more proactive than reactive. I might say, hey, I have a problem with needles. And so you might want to use a baby pick on the back of my right hand. I might tell them I've never done this before. Well, I guess. Okay, so let's put it this way. If it's the second time I'm having surgery, I'm not going to be concerned about the tubing But I'm going to say something to the anesthetist like, is there something you could give me for the pain? Is there something you could do as an action that won't stress my neck as much? Because the last time it hurt for two and a half days. These little things are important because these are the little things that make the biggest difference and the biggest impact on your healing. The stuff that you do in between the hard work. The standing up to go to the bathroom, the standing up to get out of your chair to go turn the light on or off, the standing up to get out of bed. You know, I stayed in bed on Saturday for an extra hour because I was scared to get out of bed because it hurt. My neck hurt so much. I woke up in the middle of the night twice on Friday night and had to physically move my head with my own hands, like grabbing like a basketball and moving it and twisting it so that I could switch positions a little bit. Because it hurt so bad and I couldn't do it. Those are really significant changes for me to see within a couple days. So 
I'm going to be better about my fluids. I'm going to be better about my protein. And tomorrow is day four and I can start doing protein shakes. And my favorite so far has got to be muscle milk. I don't dig the flavor of it, but it has 32 grams of protein and it's non-dairy, which is important to me because I'm already lactose intolerant. So anyway, I don't know what part of this might have helped you. I hope any part of this, I hope all the parts of this helped in some way or another. But thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of this journey. And ultimately, thank you for coming along this ride with me. I'll see you all next episode. Bye. Be well. Thanks for listening to the My Gastric Sleeve podcast. If you liked what you heard, subscribe, give us a five-star review, and share it with a friend. Please follow us on all social media at My Gastric Sleeve Podcast or let us know what you think at mygastricsleevepodcast.com. Podcast.com.